Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolf. The Leandro court case has been ongoing for nearly 30 years and is set to continue this month. While the defendants and plaintiffs agree with the Leandro Comprehensive Remedial Plan, which provides a roadmap for education investments needed across our state, the Supreme Court will hear appeals to this case at the end of the month, while schools and districts wait for investments that they urgently need. Here to discuss why these investments are critical for North Carolina and how this case can affect our state and business and state leaders are Brad Wilson, former president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, Reverend Suzanne Parker Miller, the executive director and founder of Pastors for North Carolina Children, and Janice Ramirez, the executive director of Isla NC. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'd love to start out with a big question. Why does our state need to invest in education and what areas need the biggest investments? Brad, what do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> sir, that's certainly the fundamental uh, question. Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. First of all, it is morally correct to do that. Uh, secondly, uh, the constitution and the law of North Carolina requires it. Uh, thirdly, however, uh, and, most, and, and equally as important, I would say is the fuel of democracy is an educated and informed citizenry. So in order for our government to work, our democracy to flourish, uh, people need to be as educated as they can possibly be. And then specifically in the business context, where does our workforce come from? It is people moving into North Carolina as well as the children that are born and raised here. And so qualified, highly talented workforce is the number one priority and key to economic development. So you roll all those four elements into one, and I think it's pretty clear the wisdom of uh, investment in public and private education in our state. For, for me as a person of faith and as a faith leader in North Carolina, Education is so important because it's the way we care for our children. You know, because schools have become the safety net for our kids um, in so many different ways, they, they help provide the food that our children need. They help provide the, the care and the support, you know, beyond just what the families provide. And so we know that, that supporting our schools supports our children. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I, I um, as, a, as a person of faith really, um, follow is the commands in scripture to, to care for the poor and to care for our neighbors. And these children are our neighbors. You know, we have 1.5 million children in North Carolina who are my neighbors and I want every single child to flourish. Um, and so I, I truly believe that, that education is the way that we help these children out of poverty and, and to be able to have the resources and the the skills and, and, you know, enhancement of their gifts to be able to do exactly like what Brad said, to be, you know, um, citizens of our world and, and involved and working and, and contributing to their, to their communities, because that, that helps all of us, you know, making sure our kids have what they need. And that's what Leandro really, you know, it does. It gives the bare minimum yeah. of what our schools need to help our kids. There's a lot of different reasons why it's so important for us to invest in the education system in North Carolina. But I think, you know, one of the things that I always think about is there was a time where North Carolina was an example 
for other states across this country that had, you know, we were in a place where we had very good education systems. People were moving here um, for the education system of North Carolina. And now we have fallen way behind. Um, and I think that what makes the state of our education system right now more concerning is that we do have solutions in place. We do have money that can be invested into our education system, but it's not. And so I think that what it's really important to think about when we think about the state of North Carolina and the education system is why? Why aren't we prioritizing education the way that we were years ago? And so that for me um, is always on the top of my mind, especially when when we look at the demographics of how our education system is changing, um, how our society is changing, the values of the society in North Carolina is changing, we need to, that needs to be reflected in the education system. Well, one of the things we're hearing a lot about with schools starting now in some places in a couple of weeks and others is the, the current teacher shortage that we have across North Carolina. And the numbers are frightening as a former teacher, a former school board member. I feel it in many ways, but we're also hearing it daily. Why do you think investing is so important for the current teacher shortage, but also the future recruitment, retention, and diversity of our teachers? Suzanne? Well, we know, you know, one of the things that Leandro talks about and the Drive Task Force have also talked about is just having teachers who look like our children and who are representative of the kids, you know, in our schools. And we, we need to just make sure that that's continuing to happen. Um, and, and it's not right now, you know, numbers are down in, in every school of education across the state. It's, it's scary as a parent, you know, I have two children in elementary school and um, I know our school has been looking for teachers, you know, and just... Um, I look at the numbers and, and we've got to do better. We, we need to respect our teachers. They're working so incredibly hard and not just the teachers, but the, the staff, the support, you know, those nurses and counselors and psychologists and cafeteria, you know, child nutrition services and bus drivers. Every day last year, we had messages from the school about which bus was not running that day because there wasn't a driver. And that's not sustainable for families. So we need, we need to be able to recruit these people and, and that takes investment. Right now, this budget that in North Carolina was approved, you know, it doesn't, it actually cuts the pay of our educators. We did not even increase the pay to include inflation, right? And so I think that if we're not valuing our educators, if we're not valuing the, the, the career path of an educator, of a teacher in North Carolina, we're not going to have quality educators in place. We're going we're gonna to keep seeing people leave the workforce. And so I think that that is, that is crucial. And then on top of that is who are you recruiting, right? Um, I think there was a time where in the past, uh, I guess the avenue of the career of an educator was a, something that it was like giving back. It was a service, right? I am. I want to just get into education because I really want to give back to the community I serve. And now we're seeing this is a career like any other. And so we need to invest in that. And that's how we're going to get the recruitment that we need. And we're going to get the diversity to workforce that we need. And so that comes to this next part is, you know, we really need to invest in our teacher trainings for our educators. And we also need to invest in our diverse recruitment of educators because our population of students is becoming very diverse. And as a uh, organizational leader that focuses on the Latino community, we're one of the fastest growing communities in North Carolina. 
And we are not even seeing that reflection within the education system. So how is it that over 200,000 of our students are Latinos in North Carolina? And we're talking less than 7% of our workforce is Latino in the education system. So I think that what we really need to be looking at is how do we use the dollars that we have to create these pipelines, to create opportunities that make people want to join this, this workforce, right? Want to join the education system in North Carolina. And I think it all really comes down to what are the values within our education system and the leaders that are in place, what are those values and how is, um, how is our education system reflected in those values? And in how we're moving forward and why we're moving forward and bettering our education system. Because at the end of the day, every single one of these students are part of our workforce in the future. And so if we're not preparing these students for the future, what are we gonna do? Thank you so much. We'll continue this discussion with these wonderful guests after the break. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Participate Learning, uniting our world through global learning. Welcome back. We're so pleased once again to be joined by Brad Wilson, former president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, Reverend Suzanne Parker Miller, the executive director and founder of Pastors for North Carolina Children, and Janice Ramirez, the executive director of Isla North Carolina. Brad, one of the things we know is that people going into education are not just deciding where to teach, but often they're deciding whether or not teaching is a viable career. And it's something we're hearing a lot about. And I wonder as a business leader, if you have thoughts on why we must invest in order to address the shortage and the future of the teaching workforce? I think there's plenty of research to show and all of the teachers and public school uh, employees, frankly, that I speak with, certainly we're all concerned about your economic construct. What is the economic reward for you uh, applying your talents uh, in whatever endeavor it is. But I also hear things like um, respect, uh, public support, encouragement, appreciation and understanding for the value of what it is that we do, uh, a kind word from time to time. And you roll all of that together. And I think that uh, I've always thought that uh, teaching, like many other occupations, is a calling. There's a dedication, there's a special ingredient that uh, people who choose to inspire and enlighten uh, our young people, whether they're public school teachers in K-12 or actually in daycare from day one all the way through uh, college, uh, a recognition uh, of that. Continuing professional education uh, so that they can refresh and retain and expand the talents that they bring to our classroom. And so, yes, it is critically important that we understand the importance of the pipeline and the deployment and the retention of experienced, highly qualified teachers. And I'll simply close by foot with a footnote. The law requires it. The North Carolina yes, Supreme Court has said more than once that in order to comply with the constitutional provision to, for the state to provide a sound basic education, one of the ingredients is a highly competent and qualified teacher in every classroom. So even if you don't understand the moral argument or the business argument or the substantive argument, the law requires it. 
Well, this is a great, I think, segue into the outcomes of the Leandro case that will be going before the Supreme Court, and also why it was so important to both of you to sign on to the amicus briefs and show support for the Leandro case. It's an important uh, legal and ethical and moral issue for uh, our state. And as one of, I think, 52 uh, signers of a brief that was filed on behalf of business, the business community, business leaders in North Carolina, we, we felt that it was an important statement to make, as well as to add to the substantive legal argument, uh, arguments that are being made uh, to support the full compliance with the North Carolina Constitution. Uh, and so I was uh, honored to be asked to, to sign on. And uh, I think it does make uh, a, a statement about where uh, the business leaders of North Carolina feel about the importance of uh, adequately funding uh, public education in North Carolina. When it comes to the investments that um, are being made for the education system that open up those opportunities and allow for our Latino community members and other folks that are coming here from all different parts of the world to really succeed in North Carolina, um, it's, it is discouraging because it's making it seem as if our children don't matter. And that to me is really important. I think that when we look at education, there should be no reason why education is not a priority in investing in any state, right? Not just in North Carolina. We have an opportunity because we have the resources. There are some states that don't have the resources. And so when I think about why is it that we have the resources and we are not investing, we have a plan that was that is clearly laid out how you can really push the state of education of North Carolina forward. And we're choosing not to, to do that. Um, it's all because the people's voices aren't being heard. And so for me, it was important that we sign on to this so that folks knew that no, our voices will be heard and we're gonna keep talking about it until the folks that need to make these decisions make the right decision. Pastors for North Carolina Children is one of the founding members of the Every Child NC Coalition. And so many of our coalition partners, 144, I think, signed on to this Friends of Public Education brief, spanning the state and spanning all different types of groups. But for us, it was so important you know, to be part of this case and to say, we support what this is, you know, what this is doing. It is beyond time for us to, to fully fund our schools. Um, and Leandro is just getting us to the bare minimum. It, it's not even a world-class education, which is what our children deserve. And so we feel like it's a really important step to get, um, to get kids what they need. Um, and, and so we were very proud to be able to put our name on it and, and to be part of this case um, that is you know, landmark for North Carolina. There are people watching that are saying, so what do I do, <laughs> right? And how can I, um, you know, if I think education's important, what do I do? Do you have any advice? First is to really um, talk about it. Talk about the investment in education. Talk about where does this money come from? Talk about how is education showing up in your city, in your town? Who is prioritizing education? And I think by just having those conversations about talk, talking about how your child's middle school 
has the same textbooks that they had 15 years ago. I mean, these are things that can be discussed. And from there, you say, okay, wait, but how do we make these changes happen? And I think those small conversations are actually the biggest role that we could play as individuals of saying, you know what, we're not okay with this. So I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to ask, what are you doing to better the quality of education in North Carolina? Because the fact that we are one of very few states that have quality education as part of our constitution and we're not even meeting those basics, it, it just, it's baffling and we pe more people should know about it. And so I think the more conversations we have, the better. Every Child Coalition is putting forward a week, a month of action this month in August. August 31st, we're going to be hosting a prayer vigil for Leandro, um, just praying that our children get what they need. And that's going to be out front of the Supreme Court the day the case is being held. So we invite the, the public to join us for that. Um, and then secondly, um, we have a, a curriculum of sorts that's called Mission Amplify that we are inviting faith communities, folks in the community, other groups to join in. It's a letter writing campaign teaching about Leandro and why it's so important that people know what it is and, and then be able to take that information to the ballot box. I want everyone to understand that the Leandro case is is not about letting the courts appropriate whatever the court believes is appropriate for public education. Uh, at its core, what it is about, it, it is about funding the duty that is found in the North Carolina Constitution. I think that whether you're a business leader or a community leader or a faith leader, whoever you are, you are a citizen of North Carolina. And I, as a result thereof, it is important that you educate yourself on what is going on and the investments that need to be made to enhance our public education environment uh, across the state. Secondly, it is election season this fall. I would encourage everyone to ask the uh, candidates for every public office uh, what their point of view is about public education and how to make it more successful and, and provide it the resources that we all need and particularly candidates to the North Carolina General Assembly and then make your decision about who you think. Uh, and then of course, at every opportunity, I encourage all of us like Suzanne did, support your local school, wherever it may be and whoever is involved there, join them in thanking and investing in the public school that you can impact as a parent, grandparent or interested citizen. I appreciate your perspectives, but also just how deeply you've thought about this and why this matters. Um, I did want to let everyone know that at the forum, as a nonpartisan organization, we did and will continue to ask all candidates for the General Assembly to answer six key questions about education, including one about Leandro. And we are publishing those results on a map so you can easily go and see what your candidates think um, and what they plan to do. So we will that will continue to evolve over the next month or so, but we'll also share that now. Um, so thank you so much for being here with us. After the break, this week's final word. Two superintendents from rural North Carolina public school districts recently shared that they don't have any teacher applicants for vacancies. Think about that. If they do not find qualified replacements or come up with alternative solutions, students will arrive on the first day of school, August 29th, in classrooms without teachers. And this is very common in districts all across our state. Public school districts across the state are struggling with skyrocketing teacher vacancies and a dearth of candidates to fill critical positions. 
This is a problem that has been escalating for many years. Enrollment in colleges of education is down by over 30% over the last decade. Many teachers leave classrooms after only a couple of years in the profession. Still others are retiring earlier than in the past. We are absolutely in a crisis. We do not have enough teachers. Every student is promised highly qualified, effective educators. We have strong educator preparation programs in our colleges and universities and districts and schools and those programs work to ensure that this is the case. However, if people do not see teaching as a viable career, there isn't anything our schools, districts or preparation programs can do that will be enough. This crisis is hitting independent and private schools just as hard. Why is a state with a strong economy, a state that strives to attract cutting edge businesses and innovation, not making this obvious investment in our future? Businesses need strong graduates from our K through 12 programs, community colleges and universities. We have countless research studies pointing to the importance of investing in public education for the long-term success of our students and our economy. In North Carolina, it is the state's responsibility based on the constitution to fund public education, yet our state lawmakers make decision after decision failing to invest sufficiently in our schools, in our kids and their future. We also know the facts. North Carolina spends at least $3,000 below the national average per pupil each year. North Carolina beginning teachers currently make 17% less than Alabama. And North Carolina teachers with 35 years experience make 23% less than Alabama teachers. On average, North Carolina teachers make $10,000 below the national average. And this includes the local supplements. So the state funding is much lower. We gave our teachers less than a 4% raise, including the step increases they were promised, which is half of inflation for the same period. It did not have to be like this, but years of imprudent policy and funding decisions have led to this point. The state has a significant budget surplus, $6.5 billion just this year. We have the money. And when considering the return on investment, is there a better way to spend our surplus than to invest in our students? We know what we need to do. Soon the North Carolina Supreme Court will once again hear the Leandro case, the nearly 30 year old case where the courts have repeatedly ruled that North Carolina has not provided the constitutionally mandated sound basic education for all of our students. None of the parties contest the fact that the state has not met its obligation. The appeals focus on who can make the legislature adequately fund our schools. Recently, over 144 nonprofit organizations and many business leaders signed on to amicus briefs that urge fully funding the Leandro Comprehensive Remedial Plan and the importance of investing in education. The Leandro Comprehensive Remedial Plan, agreed upon by the defendants and the plaintiffs, provides a detailed evidence-based roadmap for the investments needed for kids and educators across North Carolina. It's not based on politics, but on what the research and data tell us we need for kids, high quality and well-prepared teachers for every child, high quality principals for every school, early childhood opportunities, post-secondary pathways, and support for students through counselors, social workers, nurses, and psychologists. And we need accountability and finance systems that support our schools and districts. We must stop making choices that prevent us from ensuring our kids have access to a high quality and equitable education Imprudent tax cuts jeopardize the resources needed to fully invest in public schools so every child has access to a high quality and equitable education 
that will prepare them for future success. Our educators need the rest of us to realize what they work to ensure every single day that our students are prepared to lead our state and our communities. We must let our leaders know without uncertainty that we must invest and prioritize education in North Carolina. Thank you for taking the time to learn and think about education. That's all for this week and we'll see you soon.